From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Thanks for inviting me into your home, your long-haul truck, RV camper, taxi, loft, your parents' basement, that greasy spoon just off the interstate, and your cabin in the woods. A very special hello to all of you listening in on one of our affiliates, including our new one. Very excited to welcome WZUS-FM, Champaign, Illinois. Those of you, of course, taking the program with you on the Conspiracy Show app. Again, free download. However and wherever you're listening, I bid thee welcome, and I thank you for your fine company. Futurist and entrepreneur James Gordon Graham is standing by on the line from the UK, where it is very early in the morning, and we appreciate him getting up so early, or staying up late, and whatever the case may be, and he's going to discuss multi-dimensions and the secret knowledge of the elites, how we can build a better future, new systems of education and government and banking. We'll get to that, as I say, in just a moment. Just a reminder, next week on the program, and uh, upcoming on the program in, future, in, in weeks ahead, David Rothschild, not that Rothschild family. David is a, an innovative economist with Microsoft and a graduate from the Wharton School of Business. And uh, his primary body of work is on forecasting elections, for example. And he's got a, a remarkable track record. And he'll be here to tell us who will win the U.S. presidential election and why. David Rothschild. And also... The Haunting of Asylum 49 uh, with Cami Anderson. The Haunting of Asylum 49 with Cami Anderson. And also upcoming, uh, Gary Byrne, a former Secret Service who uh, worked in the Clinton White House. And uh, he is the author of a, uh, a compelling incendiary book called Crisis of Character. What was it like um, working in the Clinton White House? He'll tell us all about that when uh, Gary Byrne joins us on the program. And we're also, as we approach uh, the anniversary of 9-11, working on uh, bringing Jim Mars back on the program. And our good friend, our Gary Patterson, um, will be here to talk about uh, rock and roll legends and curses and mysteries. But right now, let's talk about the future. James Gordon Graham is a natural entrepreneur who is drawn to making improvements in many fields. His connection to technology, new inventions and discoveries such as engineering, CAD-CAM, the Internet or future faster-than-light technology such as anti-gravity or free energy shows he's instinctively a futurist, an entrepreneur and speaker who uses his new company, Multidimensional Creatives, to get his knowledge out through digital information project uh, products, internet TV and documentary movies. At, very, uh, at a very pragmatic level, he loves helping people and companies get their creative potential into world markets. Our Multidimensional Creatives film and TV studios have produced uh, Hidden Science, Unleashing Creativity, and the online course, hidden knowledge of the elite. He predicts that scientifically knowing about the multi-dimensions will ultimately result in engineering new technologies like anti-gravity, free energy devices, and more. His current major project is working on a major Hollywood-style movie series that uses multi-dimensional intelligence themes in business, technology, and science. James Gordon Graham, welcome aboard. How are you, my friend? Very well, thanks, Richard. Many thanks for inviting me on. Uh, my pleasure. And, and uh, what uh, what is the ungodly hour over there in the UK? Is it four or five? It's a bit, it's a bit uh, early, yeah. I uh, didn't get much sleep last night, so we were up, 
I was up at four o'clock. It's about five, five, you know, something like that. It's not light outside yet, so <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's early. But uh, well, you've had a, a long day yourself, it sounds like. That's all right. Well, we'll get you off to bed as the sun is coming up, I guess. But thank you again. <laughs> what do you mean by multi dimensions? Okay. Well, um, let's see how we can actually describe this. With a lot of people in your world, in the conspiracy world, what, what I tend to, to feel is that most people go through their lives trusting the government and living in a third-dimensional world. In other words, it's uh, what I call solid light. It's, it's matter. And we don't understand that there's actually many, many other worlds, uh, many multi-dimensional worlds. In fact, um, the way I like to describe it is that it's just consciousness and everything is conscious and consciousness. And in the context of that, there are, if you kind of like split it into different lights or energies, there are, are different dimensions. So it's looking at different aspects of the one consciousness. And um, we live in the third dimensional world. We, we uh, you know, most of my life in, in engineering, and yeah, I, I listened a little bit to the end of your uh, discussion there on 9-11 <coughs> with uh, Judy. And, uh, you know, that is a 3D world. You know, it is about, um, you know, solid objects and so on. But where science, I think, is, is missing a massive amount of, of uh, knowledge and, and the future really lies is, is in understanding the multidimensions. It's faster than the speed of light, perhaps. Uh, um, superluminal light sometimes is called in the scientific world. But, but really, um, what we... What I actually find within some of the conspiracy world and some of the people who are trying to sort of like put across, for example, like UFOs, for example, um, what they miss is that, okay, you've got interstellar beings and on one side which are interacting potentially with humanity. But on the other side, there's a, there's a whole range of elemental beings that are sitting in dimensions very close to the third dimension that we live in. And these beings are perhaps your guides, the angelic realms, um, you know, divas. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of um, different pixies, fairies, even, you know, and these, these things actually exist, but we don't see them because they are slightly uh, higher in, in vibrationary sort of frequency than we are in the third dimension. So I, I, I really believe very strongly that the next generation of technology will come from understanding these, these multi-dimensions. And the reason we don't, I have a, a Master of Science degree, you know, I've uh, been a CEO of a software house, I've taken it to the stock markets, you know, I've been very firmly in 3D, and I've, I used to get so frustrated because you really couldn't um, you know, start to, to really design anything worthwhile. And the reason for that is that I believe there's a deliberate cap put on us in science and, and across the world from understanding the multi-dimensions. And this is one of the things that the elite really understand and have done for thousands of years. You can track it back, you know, to you know, 4000 BC, the Brotherhood of the Snake, you know, these sorts of um, you know, types of, of uh, secret societies that, that spawned the likes of the Knights Templars, Freemasons, Rosicrucians, and so on. Now, all these people really understand the multi-dimensions, and they understand the links that they have with the different gods, and that's what gives them so much power and control over humanity. And how were they 
let's say, 4,000 years ago, uh, tapping into the multidimensions? How were they able to do that? Okay, well, my, my uh, partner um, has uh, a very, very good theory on this, which, theory on this, which I actually you know, really resonate with. And what happens over long periods of time with humanity is that we go from, you may have heard it, the classic um, golden age to dark age. It's, it's the yugas. It's the uh, procession of the equinoxes. It's moving around a 26,000-year cycle. Right. And I, I think actually it goes much, much more than that. I think it goes for millions and millions of years personally. But let's just stick with the 26,000-year cycle because it's, it's easy to understand this. Um, you know, the oldest chronology we got is from the pyramid text, and they actually state that they've got the kings and the god kings going back to 35,000 BC. So that's our oldest chronology. And they talk about Ra and they talk about the the different gods. But um, what happens is that um, in the height of a golden age, the dimensions are different than they are today. So they are in a, a kind of a if you think of it like a concertina, sort of slinky spring thing, or a, um, uh, you know, on these instruments, bellows that move in and out, um, when the, the bellows are tight together, the dimensions are tight together, um, humanity is not necessarily or is not in the matter world in the sense of having bodies. We are like bodies, effectively. And then as the dimensions move apart, what happens is that we fall into a dark age. This is where we are now, and we're just starting to come out of it. And things get darker and darker, and people get less and less multidimensional. Is that what they... The, so our the, natural abilities of telepathy and seeing all the different beings all around us at all times diminishes as the dimensions fall. And then we get to a point in the, in the bottom of this cycle, which, we, which I believe we're moving out of now, where our... Um, we start to wake up and our multidimensional abilities start to kick in and we can, and the dimensions, it's like um, the leak can do nothing about this. It's like King Canute sitting with a sort of, you know, trying to say, you know, stop to the tide. You cannot stop this. And what will happen is that as the years go on, the dimensions become more and more apparent. And what you're finding with this waking up across the world is that there's a huge amount of people um, starting to really understand that they are multidimensional beings first and their physical beings second. Uh, that almost sounds like what you were describing a little earlier about uh, the golden age and how the, um, you know, the, the, the dimensions are sort of closer together. And, and mm. um, maybe in a, there was a time when we talked about you know, the age of miracles or uh, when you know, the age of prophets, when people when people communed with, with God. They spoke to, to God. I mean, we don't have a lot of prophets running around uh, these days who claim they speak yeah, to God. Yeah, I think a prophet is, is somebody who is multidimensionally awake. And, um, you know, they've learned to um, interact with the multidimensions. Um, and we see it in bits around us. We, we see psychics on TV. We see people who can see the future, like Edgar Casey. We see a lot of people around us, <coughs> excuse me, all the time, but really, um, in, in the past, um, there's some very people incarnate uh, as very old souls, and they have uh, and they have this ability to have designed their life before they come in, where they are actually got a lot more multidimensional abilities than say a, a young a younger soul who's coming in for the first time or whatever, and experiencing the planet through a body. 
And um, so there, there is a, um, I think the prophets of the past were the people who had this, this uh, very, the very old souls, they had very amazing multidimensional abilities. And um, I, I'm personally not part of any religion. I'm not part of, you know, any secret society or anything. You know, I, I just uh, study this and I have multidimensional experiences. So but I, whatever they I had. I go on my own sort of knowledge really but whatever they had we're we're all sort of heading back into that uh, if you want to call it the age of miracles we're heading back yeah, we there we are Richard absolutely and all right. it, we're just uh, getting through a very difficult time I feel at the moment due with the, the, the tragedies in the world which are increasing and the the sort of the way that um, the control of humanity is, is getting more and more severe alright James let me uh, let me just uh, jump in we'll take a time out we'll come back James Gordon Graham multi-dimensional creatives is uh, the website and uh, we'll talk more about that as well multidimensionalcreatives.com stay with us don't be afraid of the dark the conspiracy show with richard Serrett. james gordon graham is with us entrepreneur and uh, futurist and his website is multidimensionalcreatives.com multidimensionalcreatives.com uh, the, uh, the Vedic writings talk about you know sort of uh, and Michael Cremo of course has written about this extensively about sort of a, a devolution a, a de-evolution of man from these sort of light beings into what we are today which is you know very sort of ground you know matter third dimensional entities uh, is that the sort of thing that, you, that you're talking about? Yeah, I, I feel that uh, we are in a constant uh, evolution, and the way I um, have experienced this is is through the understanding of the soul, the human soul. I had a, a, a quite amazing experience a few years ago, where quite unexpectedly I was in a very very deep meditative state, and I was with um, a group of people, and I was just touching this. Uh, this lady's hand very, very gently, and uh, it's like my consciousness moved um, like into her through. I was looking at her kind of emotional uh, light body uh, and thoughts, which kind of looked, like they were sort of combined to me in a form of light, like organic light. And then as I went deeper into this meditation, um, it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. It was like a liquid mirror that was beating. It was the most beautiful. I can't. You can never get a picture in this planet to even describe what it kind of looked like, but it was the most beautiful, beautiful thing. And that was the human soul. And so I did a lot of research on this. And our evolution, I believe, is happening in every second that we talk, every every moment we're living, whether we are in a, a light body form or, or a physical body. And how it works is that the emotions are the key. This is the key technology that, that is around for anybody. And, you know, I come from a technology background. I very deliberately call it technology because it's a very, very uh, fine form of, of, of beautiful light. It's, it's obviously extremely refined. And um, what we're doing as we incarnate in, in every uh, lifetime, and we incarnate many times, is that what do we have on a day-to-day basis? Well, we have emotional interactions with people. So if you're in the conspiracy world, for example, and you're looking at 9-11, for example, well, on one level, you can say, 
okay, that's an atrocity, you know, who did it? The people who did it have not been caught. And there's a great emotional anger there with a lot of conspiracy people that are trying to get to the root of bringing to justice the people who did this. Now, these are emotions. And what I found over the years is that a drama like that on the outside of you is actually reflecting your inner emotional state that you're not aware of. You are actually trying to bring yourself to justice somewhere, probably from a past life, probably from something you've done this life. And, and I'm not saying that people are you know, like collapsing buildings you know, uh, in a conspiracy world. I'm just saying that the emotion that that's reflecting in you. And it's the same when you look at um, all the vaccines and the... Uh, the chemtrails and the pedophiles, and, and you go on and on and on and on. All these are, are massive emotional triggers for people. Now, people who are in the sort of mainstream world, which is you know, the majority of the population, it doesn't hit their radar. They just don't, they shut it out. They don't believe it. And um, their emotions are going through a different situation where they are actually, they're getting their own emotional stuff happening to them, but it's very different. And so what I've looked at, I've looked at Bruce Lipton's work. I don't know if you know Bruce. He's uh, no, epigenetics. No. He's a, a biologist um, at, at heart. And he's, um, he's saying that basically our environment, in other words, the, the way we emotionally interact with each other, um, if you look at how the cellular structure works and our DNA works, is that we are continuously reforming our DNA in every second through 100 trillion cells in our body. And that, if you actually then elevate it into, it's not just physical, what's happening is light. And that light is moving itself from an emotional level into the cellular structure. The DNA changes, the DNA forms a form of light that then goes back into the soul. And in every single situation, every single second, we are developing ourselves on this planet. So what does the, a mass trauma, like 9-11, for example, do to our DNA? Is it designed you, to... Can you speak to, up a bit? I, I can hardly hear you. So it's, it's, I think it's this phone of God. It's not very good. All right. I'll get a little closer to the mic here. Is right. that better? Yeah, uh, thank you. How does a mass trauma event like 9-11 then affect yeah. our DNA? And is it designed by who the, the perpetrators yeah. to, to have this impact on our DNA? Absolutely. So what is happening is that, um, you know, if you look at... If you look at from birth to death, we are in a state of um, we have no rights as humanity, we have no rights as a free person. And in fact, if you look at the 1933 Act, which is the, um, it's called CES3KV, it was actually originally designed in 10, 6, uh, 1666 here in the UK when the, uh, the fire of London was burning and they, they, they took everybody's property and lands through a trust and these trusts have actually controlled humanity uh, for for many many years and what happens is that the um, the way the elite are working with the gods and this is the key thing to understand is how that relationship works because you can track it right back if you look at Plato for example you can you can see his work and you can see that if, if you read it carefully in Timaeus, he describes how, for example, Athena, which is one of the, the, latest, the, the later gods, came into Athens 
and um, created this society. And these gods were interbreeding with humanity, and that's what's created the bloodlines. And in uh, this particular instance, she quotes, or, or, or um, Solon, there's this variation of Greek who um, this guy was talking to, quotes that this, uh, this goddess creates a society through law, war, and wisdom. And that's all you need to control humanity. So if you look at the traumas and the wars, and you know, if you take 9-11 and all the wars that have come out of it, and you take any instant, it doesn't matter what it is over the last few thousand years, it's all the same. We are in a situation where we are perpetually being controlled through the bloodlines into law, war, and wisdom. The wisdom is the esoteric knowledge. The law and war includes the banking and the finance systems linked into it. So that's all you need to control humanity. But the real question is, why is it they're doing that? It's not that that's happening, because of course it's happening. The real question is, why do the gods need to control humanity, creating the 9-11s and everything else, and the trauma, and, and, you know, which is happening right across the scale for everybody. And you come back to, a, it's a duality where both, both effectively win. What happens is the gods are getting energy. So this technology that I'm calling the emotional energy, which is for us growing our souls, is also an energy that these gods need to survive. They, they actually use it as an energy source for themselves, a bit like we would use electricity, for example. So you're describing a parasite. And describing what, Richard? A parasite. A parasite. Well, yes, uh, but what is happening on our side is that we are developing our consciousness due to what they're doing because the, the darker and deeper you go and the more the emotional stuff is the deepest and darkest and we make that conscious because that's what we're doing. And once you make it conscious, we grow our uh, consciousness and what happens from that point is that humanity grows because our soul is, is just linked to the whole of humanity's soul. So humanity is gaining the experience to to make conscious everything possible to grow our consciousness. And at the same time, these beings are actually, yes, you could call them parasites, but actually they are, they, like we just use electricity, using our emotional energy as a technology to survive for themselves. And I believe what will happen is that as we go through and these dimensions come together again, there will be a, a kind of like a merging between the, the two worlds. I think ultimately, and I don't know how long it's going to take, but ultimately um, our world and this, these, these sort of godlike um, beings, uh, I have actually moved my consciousness and seen one of them actually. I mean, they do exist. And of course, you know, people uh, like Stephen Greer have been talking about, you know, UFOs and, and uh, interstellar beings quite a lot. But what he misses out, and this is the key thing, is he misses out that the real stuff that's happening is happening around the planet, and that real stuff is the, the gods into, into uh, working with the elite uh, to keep humanity in a state of perpetual fear. Um, I, I would say, actually, it's, it's more balanced than people in the conspiracy world think, actually, because if you consider there's probably 7 billion people on the planet and say there's a couple of billion women who are loving their children and they're compassionate and, and people are, you know, putting out emotional stuff which is, 
in a, in a love vibration and, and, and a, a joy and happiness and compassion. That balances what, what we see in the conspiracy world. And here's a bit that you may not like, actually. What, what, is, what these people are doing when they actually are perpetuating, like the, the elite and the, 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 the secret societies, the Bilderbergs, the, you know, the, the whole of the uh, uh, royalty, what they're doing is they're perpetuating this, 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 um, this mirror, I call it, so that we can actually look at what they're doing and it triggers us into anger whether it's it's the paedophile stuff, whether it's the um, you know the chemtrails or the vaccinations or the 9/11s or whatever it is, the wars, the perpetual wars we're in, those are triggers. Those are outside dramas which are saying to us, look at your internal stuff because it's your internal stuff that needs to shift. And we're not saying you're killing somebody. We're not saying that it's the emotion. You know, the 9-11 one was the example I gave there, which is, you know, there's a great need in people to bring these people to justice. There's right. great anger with what they've done. So uh, these horrible, the evil... to actually the anger that's in people, and they don't know it's in them. And once they make that conscious, that's our rev- um, evolution as, in humanity. So uh, as evil as some of the, these these things are, I mean, whether we're talking about yeah. war or whatever, it, it, it's it's it is almost sealing the fate of the those behind it. These you call them the gods, small g yeah. gods. Where it's sealing their own fate because it is pushing us our consciousness forward. And as we evolve, yep. uh, we can no longer be manipulated in that way. Yep, absolutely, you got it. And, and what will actually happen, I believe, is eventually we'll come together um, and, and actually um, merge somehow. I don't know how into light bodies. Um, I don't know if you ever saw that, that movie, The, uh, the Dark Crystal. Um, it's a very old kind of cartoon type movie. And, it sounds uh, familiar. Yeah. You know, it's all hidden in plain sight, isn't it? But yeah, some of these, these people know exactly what's going on and they, they show how that actually happens. But. Um, yeah, it's worth having a look at that if you ever get the chance. We are coming up on a, on a break, but let's uh, let me just throw this out now, and we'll pick it up on the other side. And that is, what is responsible then for well, the I don't know if I can use the word acceleration of uh, our consciousness, uh, you know, the development of our consciousness. Does it have anything to do with you know the Earth's Gauss rate, um, um, you know, the electromagnetic? Of, you know, the vibratory rate and so forth, does it have anything to do with that? What's so elevated? Start now before the break. Well, let's just start it now, and then once the music... Okay, we'll start comes, it now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> the acceleration of our consciousness is through us becoming conscious ourselves of the emotional interactions we have around us. And um, if you consider incarnation... Um, most of the world believes we incarnate and reincarnate many times. And um, yeah, if you, even if you look at, you know, what NASA's just brought out, they brought out the fact that there are a, um, a billion new Earth-sized planets within our part of the galaxy alone. They've found them. They've actually, you know, I've seen photographs of them and so on. And they're all roughly the same size of Earth or about the same distance from their suns. And of course, when you ask people, well, do you believe there's, there's uh, other life in the universe? And, and yeah, 99% of people today 
are going to say, well, yeah, I think there really is. And you, you take that as, okay, well, there's other life forms, you know, why don't we see them? Well, you know, they are probably more advanced perhaps than us in the sense that they are, are already light beings and they're living around these planets as light beings. That's a possibility. We may find some which are, um, you know, just like ourselves, you know, physically and, we're, and going through the same sorts of things that uh, we are. I once heard somebody talk about small planets near to us which are, are currently going through, going through dark times like ourselves. Let me just jump in here, James. We'll, we, we'll, yeah. we will pick this up on the other side. James Gordon Graham, entrepreneur, futurist, multidimensionalcreatives.com, the website. Back with more in a moment. Stay with us. When you look at the sky, ever wonder if someone's looking back? This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett. James Gordon Graham is uh, with us. Uh, and I was asking you uh, before the break, James, what is responsible for the acceleration in uh, mass human consciousness or our evolution? And yep. uh, you, were, you were talking about the existence of life on other planets and so forth. Let's finish yeah, up. Yeah, I was trying to put in context that we're not alone and that many other civilizations, I believe, come down here and uh, evolve themselves. And that's the human body itself consists of uh, you know, a number of souls. You know, and humanity itself is, a, is effectively a soul that we're all kind of... It's like we're forging it on the, on the anvil of emotions is our evolving evolution and it's that emotion energy in motion that technology that is the key to everything it's the key for us for ourselves to become conscious and that itself by default because our soul is linked to the humanity soul makes everybody conscious so everybody in one incarnation they may be the most evil person in the world who you know is, is behind 9-11 or whatever and in another incarnation, they come in as a, as a beautiful, incredible being. You know, we, we probably have many thousands of lifetimes, so we are forging our soul on the anvil of this technology called emotion, energy in motion. And I was just trying to make the point that, you know, in the wider context, we, you know, there's a lot of, you know, in our galaxies, and there's, there's trillions of galaxies, and there's probably trillions of universes the whole way it works is quite incredible in terms of conscious evolution right i guess i was trying to figure out what you, you mentioned you know the the 26000 year cycle and that's sort yeah. of the the long count calendar the mayan calendar uh, you say the chronology or the time frame may be much longer than that but what sort of determines what sets that timepiece in motion does it have anything to do with the orbit of the earth or the as I mentioned, the, you know, the, the procession of the equinox, which is the Earth wobbling about its axis, which takes 26,000 years to go from one circle around that, that wobble, so that one wobble takes 26,000 years approximately. Right. Um, you know, people say that that is, that is our modern day dark age to golden age to dark age cycle. All right. From time to time, even within the sort of the dark ages, uh, we have certain individuals who seem to be able to tap into this multidimensional people like Tesla, for example, yes, uh, who seem to get their technology almost from the future, and and they sort of talked about this themselves. What's going on with people like Tesla? Do you think how does that okay, happen? I actually did a, um, a documentary on Tesla when he was young. He learned first of all from his mother, who was an amazing inventor herself, 
and his father, who was a a person who was in the church, and he was trying to sort of get him into the church, but his heart was really in engineering and, and inventions. But what his father used to do was to sit down with him and teach him how to read other people's thoughts. And this is what we call telepathy today. So even though his, his father was a kind of mainstream church guy, he actually was showing uh, the young Tesla about the multi-dimensions from a very early age and training him into understanding how to bring through from other dimensions um, types of engineering solutions. And if you actually look at anything, you know, not just Tesla, but all the greats um, have brought through, even musicians, you know, Simon Garfunkel with, uh, you know, that Sound of Silence thing that uh, is, is making a, a big sort of hit at the moment. He, I believe he brought that through from the dimensions. And what great artists do, what great engineers do, what great people like Tesla do, is that they, um, they are probably very old souls that have designed their life as they come in and when i say when i say that the soul sits at a timeless level and it's very hard for people to understand this but you effectively have designed your life already because we're in a linear time frame and the soul of course which is attached to us but it sits in a a, a timeless dimension so all past present and future is in that one moment so um a great being like tesla would would um uh, he's probably a very, very old soul, and he's been able to design a life time where he's kept himself open to the dimensions. As you know, you'd see that type of person typically as we as we grow towards a new golden age. That 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 type of person would be very common. But right now, we are shut down. Everything is designed to shut us down in consciousness when we're as soon as we're born. Calcify and, that you know, pineal gland. From, um, you know, the way the law, you know, when I, when I talked about this law, war, and wisdom business, um, you know, it, it, is, it is designed specifically so that people are in the worst possible position they can be to give them the opportunity to make conscious the emotions of that evoke. All right, James, I've got to jump in Tesla, here. We'll, uh, um, J- James, got to jump in. We'll take a time out, come back, and uh, yeah, continue sure. to talk about Tesla and other things. James Gordon Graham with us right here on The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Stay with us. The truth is not out there. It's right here. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome back. James Gordon Graham with us right till the top of the hour. Entrepreneur and a futurist. And uh, his website, once again, is multidimensionalcreatives.com. And we'll tell you about uh, that in just a moment, a little bit more about that. But we, we just want to finish up with, uh, with Nikola Tesla and how he was able to tap into uh, these other dimensions and, yeah. and, and draw, draw this technology and these innovations from, from seemingly the ether. It is actually something that we can all learn to do. It, 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 and, you know, we are typically shut down to, the, to that in the way we are brought up in our homes and our education systems and our jobs. But Tesla was very special, and, and he actually, if you read his autobiography, for example, he could, he could hear a fly landing on a book in another room. He actually saved his village many times by hearing 
the sound of fire crackling way up the street, burning somebody's house down. He would rush out and he'd get everybody out and save them. He could hear thunderclaps from 600 miles. He had an extraordinary ability, and he says that what he used to do was he used to use his consciousness to go into the other dimensions, to meet people, to have conversations with them, to understand technologies, and he would bring those technologies through. And he had allegedly over 800 patents. You know, he, he designed x-rays. He designed AC current, which is why you know, we can talk right now, because the electricity is, 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 is uh, flowing. He designed um, the most incredible stuff, even like radio. You know, I think Marconi you know, was getting all the accolades, but actually he did it before Marconi. That's right. And, you know, he, he was bringing out free energy, and um, he was experimenting with levitation devices, and I don't believe he understood what he was doing. Uh, I, think he, I think he got there, personally, um, and the one side I'm, I... I um, I'm not sure about either, is that apparently he was designing a scalar weapon, <clears throat> which is a faster, faster than the speed of light sort of energy beam. And uh, allegedly this is what shot down the UFOs at Roswell, which uh, we have uh, understood happened in the 40s. And there's been a back engineering, a lot of that technology. So, you know, PCB boards, the um, fiber optics that we see today all came from those craft. But what, um, what, I think has been kept um, hidden is the levitation capabilities uh, and the, the sort of scalar weapon uh, capabilities. And, um, you know, so some people say, well, that's what, you know, was partly involved with this 9-11, 9-11 uh, uh, you know, situation. I actually don't know that. But, um, you know, the, the, the back engineering of those type of technologies uh, certainly has happened to some degree, and, and some people are claiming that the next big 9-11 will be when they, when they pull out, if they, if they do have this technology. I was talking to somebody in California in uh, February, and uh, <clears throat> I, I personally don't know if this is true, but he's saying that um, the, the deep national security state of, of America has got this technology and will use a false flag UFO landing to so destroy people's belief systems that uh, it will cause the next massive um, shift and um, we'll, see, we'll see if that comes true. I don't know. Uh, I, I do think we are heading towards some massive um, collapse and I think it's going to be a collapse in people's belief systems because unless people really understand these multi-dimensions, um, I think something will happen which will force them to consider it, and I don't know what it is, but um, you know, this, is a, this is certainly a possibility. Uh, tell me about your, your uh, online course, uh, Multidimensional Creatives. Yeah, um, I've just... Um, uh, this is the first, the first course, which is called Hidden Knowledge of the Elite, and um, what I'm doing in that is, is taking people through a journey. And um, you see, if you can understand <clears throat> how the elites really work and, and how they develop themselves, so we talked about Tesla having the development of these multidimensional abilities, or well, many of the bloodlines, because they actually uh, have actually, you know, the, the, the powerful ones, um, come in through a union of the gods and humanity. They already have incredible multidimensional abilities. 
and they, um, unfortunately, most of them, uh, you know, use it negatively. And the way they use it is through this law, war, and wisdom. And, and you know, it just sounds very kind of bland, that. But, you know, if you take what happened in 1933, um, you know, this Sestri KV Act, um, where basically that, that everything is, they understand is based on trusts. If you understand a trust, you understand how the world works in terms of law and actually finance. Because as a human being is born, uh, our birth certificate um, automatically um, is saying, and most people are duped into this because people don't understand this, but we give away our rights. We give away our rights to our property, to us as a free being. But most importantly, we give away our rights to our soul. And there's three law systems. There's corporate law, maritime law, and Talmud and Roman cult law, which actually takes those three elements and makes sure through the bar in London, the, the, the city of London, linked to the Vatican, linked to the, the other, what I call the, 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 uh, the Crown Empire, um, yeah, has got this concept of um, controlling humanity uh, through initially um, the birth certificate, which is, is basically giving these people voluntary you are volunteering yourself by giving them that certificate to be um, kept as a slave effectively as chattel is called that's called that right that's what they uh, all call the, the, the your life sometimes they refer to that as the all cap fiction because on your birth certificate okay, and yeah um, it's all capital you know, letters uh, yeah you can actually there's a number where you can actually relate it to the stock market because what they do is that they link, they then link it as a trust to the stock markets and your lifetime earning ability is worth say x million and that's what you, that's what is traded and this all happened in 1933 when that great depression was was going through and um what is happening now is that something else is you see our monetary system can do nothing else but fail and put people in debt and the way the the, the banking system works with the the major banks is that they have to keep every single nation in debt for this um it's called the Sestri KV Act for this, this, this appalling piece of legislative, legislature which, which basically imprisons people from birth. Right. And the, and the big thing with this is the soul bit because it gives, we willingly are giving our souls to these multidimensional beings and that's why nothing on the outside comes in and helps us. You know, and, and that's okay because we are growing ourselves because of it. But you know, one of the things that if we want to create new societies, and this is one of the things I talk about in my course, is that if you can understand how in great detail you're kept as a slave, you're kept imprisoned, you can start to unlock those, those, that jail by just becoming conscious of it. And then you become more creative. You then start to be able to inter interact with the dimensions like Tesla did yourself. And then you're in your power and your creativity and your passion, and everything starts to flow from birth. And that is the way we're going to go towards in the future. It's that world where we're all in our creativity. And right now we have to become conscious of what is stopping us doing that. And, um, you know, humanity has to make a conscious decision. We've had enough. We've had enough of this dark age. We've had enough of these behaviors. You know, we've learned the lessons we've learned, and, and, and we have to move forward now. And as soon as humanity makes that, what will happen is that all these systems will just fall away. 
because we will become conscious of it, and then we're becoming into our Tesla-like multidimensional ability, all of us, whether we are gardeners or whether we're dancers or whether we're nuclear scientists, it doesn't matter what you are. If you're in your bliss and your, and your power and your passion, the world works just in an amazing way. I uh, recently have... Um uh, met a number of, uh, for a project I'm working on, a number of uh, inventors, innovators that are uh, sort of working within the field of what we call free energy. They don't like that term because it's yeah, there's yeah, a lot of baggage with it. Yeah. Um, uh, but they they do sense uh, that we are reaching a, this 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 point where the public is is demanding this technology and yeah. and uh, yeah, there, there's just a sense out there that we're 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 reaching an apex or a. This, yeah. I think we are, Richard, but I think what's happening is at the moment, like I went through this myself, you know, I helped create the internet in my company, um, we, we had some amazing software products, and what is happening is that if you design something right now, anywhere in the world that's got a free energy or a levitation capability, you will get the knock on the door from the men in black suits, and they will take it. And the problem is, is how do you get that? If somebody really has done that, how do you get it out? Because if you go to the patent office, those are scanned all the time. Right. And you'll have a knock on your door the next day as soon as you put a patent in, they've got a free energy device, and they'll take it off the patent list, and they'll take it from you. And this is the deep national security state, as it's called in the, in the States, which does this. The, the, uh, the prob- I, I even saw it in the UK with uh, a friend of mine. You know, he designed this amazing healing device, which was used uh, used crystals and Tesla, actually a Tesla coil linked to a crystal. And uh, you know, it, he he literally had the, the knock on on the door. So if you're talking to a lot of free energy people, um, I would say that uh, you know, be careful talking to I don't know the likes of Stephen Greer because he's trying to say, oh, you know, we'll, we'll let you get it out. But uh, you know, through this disclosure thing that he's trying to do with UFOs, but I, I believe that that is not the route. Yeah, you know, I think he's very involved with the CIA, and um, personally, um, I don't know. I don't know the answer because if somebody really does it, um, you know, right now it will be taken off them. But what I'm trying to do is say, you know, if you actually change the, the ground that we're walking on, you know, the the, the real emotional reason that people come in and take those things away and that is by understanding the multi-dimensions right if you actually have truly designed a free energy device and and i believe i know how to do it um you actually have to understand the multi-dimensions to do it all right listen we are out of time my friend uh, we'll have to have you back hey, on again. Went really quickly. So thanks it, a lot for your, your time yourself, and it, I enjoyed talking to you. Likewise, James Gordon Graham. And uh, once again, the website, multidimensionalcreatives.com. Check it out. Interesting site, interesting course. All right, that's it for us. My thanks to young Will Power, Andrew, or, uh, Albert Vinzel, as always, for his... Uh, great work on the program. Back next week with a brand new program, including David Rothschild, who will uh, give us his prediction on who will win the U.S. presidential election and back it up with all of the data as to why he arrived at that prediction. All right. In the meantime, don't be afraid. There is nothing concealed that won't be revealed and nothing hidden that won't be made known. What you hear in the dark, speak in the light. What I say in a whisper, proclaim from the housetops. Move over, Aphrodite. I'm coming home. Good night.